Thank you for joining us for this Prima podcast. My name is Taekwon Gilbert. I am the education coordinator at Prima and the moderator for today's podcast. October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. National Cybersecurity Awareness Month was designed to increase awareness regarding the significance of cybersecurity, as well as provide the necessary resources to ensure people are safe and secure online. To commemorate the 18th anniversary of National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, Prima created a National Cybersecurity Awareness Month podcast series. Each week during the month of October, Prima will feature podcasts that share important information about cybersecurity. On this podcast, Richard Spears, Claims and Risk Management Consultant for Spears Consulting LLC, provides information pertaining to the proliferation of ransomware attacks on public entities, as well as methods to safeguard against them. Please enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Rick. You're welcome. Thank you. So, for starters, why are local governments and public safety agencies one of the fastest growing targets for ransomware attacks? There's several reasons for this. There's actually a lot of reasons for this. But, you know, first of all, the ransomware criminals, they want to obtain all the files, you know, that are available on the account. You know, if there's a town or a city or anything that has financial issues, they grab that issue. They want to, they want to be able to grab copies of their financial accounts. Also, you know, they would have the criminal facts from if they do the police station, they get criminal facts and things like that. So they can really do it. One of the bigger reasons that this happens a lot with public entities is that some of their systems are old and haven't been upgraded. And we'll talk about upgrading a little bit later, but their systems are older and haven't been upgraded over the last, you know, and so these, these criminals who become technical experts on how to, you know, break into the account, grab all the files. They, if they don't get paid, they'll delete the files or they'll, you know, their other, and they, they probably can sell some of the files to the media if it's a bad thing that happens. So that's why they go after that. And payments, you know, can get large. A couple of years ago, a payment was made of 600000 to get their control back. And then back in 2019, there was a public listing of 22 major city attacks. They spent over, not on each one, but over a million dollars altogether on this. But there was also thoughts that way more tax were made, they just didn't publicize them. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Why are cyber criminals hitting cities, schools, and hospitals especially hard? I mentioned a little bit about this earlier, but they, they really want to access the files that they can get. You know, they, they seek high accounts of money because the critical files are really needed back. And so that's why they want to charge high amounts. And, you know, some of these files that can be taken over if they keep it I mean, if they don't get the money and they don't delete the file, they might give it to the media. That could also generate some bad news against the town. And for schools, and it's kind of interesting, but there have been times where the ransomware folks tried to upgrade the gradings and, and or downgrade somebody's gradings on, that were on the file for the schools. And of course, on the hospital, there's all the medical files. And they uh, these are all important files. And so that's why they're they're hitting these things harder than some of the other places. Some of the other major companies and things like that, they have already upgraded their security that makes it harder for the ransomware to do it. But that's one of the main reasons. It's just that it's also a little bit easier for the for some of these cyber criminals to, to hit these things harder. And then some of the, the files are so 
so privately put in there that they can really generate a big higher demand for the money for them. What usually happens when the media begins publicizing cyber attacks? Well, if somebody gets hit with a cyber attack, it probably could start out pretty well by not telling the media that it happened. If a cyber attack happens and say say a city said they had to pay $500,000 or more and they told the media, well, the uh, ransomware criminals will start generating similar attacks and sometimes in the same area, but they will raise the number of attacks that they have if they find out on the media that they they succeeded in what they were doing, getting the money or, you know, and, and all that. So it's just important that if it gets to the, it might be something that publicizing should be reduced with these cyber attacks because they really will jump on, the, the cyber criminals will really jump on this to, to, to get and scare even more places, towns, cities, and, uh, and local stuff, schools, and all that kind of stuff. So very important that the media has to, you know, reduce the publicity on it because it generates more attacks. Is it common for law enforcement agencies to pay demanded ransoms as it pertains to cyber attacks? You know, that's interesting. When ransomware attacks started, the police departments, the agencies, they weren't normally inclined to allow criminals to get paid. And so sometimes there were several police agencies that got hit hard. They didn't pay, and then their, all their files were deleted or damaged and things like that. So originally, they weren't doing it. It's becoming, I'm not saying everyone has to be paid. Every ransomware attack requires payment. But because of what happened in the past, when they said we're not paying criminals, they got some around the country got hit pretty hard with that. So that that's what they did. But it really could be tough because many of the files that they had, sometimes against a criminal or some investigation files and all that kind of stuff, were never seen again. So that's why they had to start changing it and consider payment and moving forward on it because otherwise they could have been hit really hard. And But that's why that has changed a little bit. Yeah, they're not against, you know, if it's a, if it's a recent amount, I mean, if they demand millions of dollars, that normally doesn't get paid by anybody. Demand becomes a little more reasonable. They might consider it just to get it done. How do cyber criminals typically begin their attacks? This is really interesting to me, maybe because I'm not real good at it myself. I mean, I haven't been cyber attacked, but, you know, an email is sent to someone who works there. And in the email, there's a link. And uh, they write the email to make it sound like it's either important or it's somebody they know or or whatever. And sometimes if if the person who reads the email sees the link, if they click on the link, the files can be encrypted at that time. So it's that link that kind of steals all the files. And so it's really not clear. You know, sometimes if you get an email and you're not real clear about who they are or what they are, it may be something just worth deleting because it's got a link on it. Try by sure try not to hit the link because that can really start it going through. And you know, once the link is touched, the encryption can feed through almost everything at the town, at the municipality, the agency. You know, all the networks that they have, and then everything they they able to grab, it gets blocked. So it's just very important. That's the main thing that starts a cyber attack. I mean, a ransomware attack is that email that has a link on it. So you have to be very careful not to hit that link. How do cyber criminals prefer their ransom be paid? This was a, a very interesting thing that I learned when I was researching this kind of stuff. A lot of times 
they want their ransom paid as a Bitcoin payment. And, uh, you know, they want it that way because a Bitcoin account is sometimes hard to trace. So they wouldn't want you to mail them a check or find out their bank account you could send it to or anything like that. They want to make it into an account that's hard to trace, so that's harder to find them. A lot of these ransomwares started coming from other countries. Uh, there were some from Russia. There were some up from other places like that. It's coming from other places, too, but it's not as wildly away as it used to be. But they, they just wanted you to pay them that way because they couldn't do it. And then when the payment is made, the ransomware criminals will send a, a decryption key that unlocks the system. And that's why they kind of, you know, they get the money in Bitcoin, they give you the turn, and then they don't, you know, they they want you not to chase them anymore because it's over. And uh, if it's not paid, of course, the criminals threaten to just delete all those files. So, but most of the ones that have happened recently have been a Bitcoin payment. And that's what they that's what they want to do to save their location and all that. There are other ways you know, that they demand payment, but this has been one of the most uh, often ones recently. Yeah, kind of tough. Find out where the money went. So, with that said, what can be done to safeguard your file storage facility? There's a lot, and you know, I mentioned earlier that some of the uh, systems at a town, city, and all that are older systems that haven't been upgraded, and it's very important to upgrade your file storage security, you might have to bring in a technical expert or, I mean, sometimes you have some working for you, but but the security, they want you to upgrade your security so it's not as easy to access as those links that was mentioned earlier. There's a, There have been recommendations that the backups that are easier recovery system, and that's another reason you might want to bring in an expert, but they want you to update the backup files on a daily basis. Sometimes they're not updated every day. I mean, and it's not necessarily every file every day, but I mean, there's a lot of times that some of those places, they don't update files. And But there is a, a recommendation that the backups be done daily to minimize the amount of lost data. So if it's, if it's updated and secured somewhere else, that helps to keep it out. And another thing that's important to do is uh, train your staff you know, we mentioned already about those emails, but anyone who works has email access, they got to be very clearly told that what can happen if they open that link that they don't know about. There are places you can get some learning information. The Homeland Security, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security offers trainings to state and local governments. And there are other websites that you can get that information to on the police side. Uh, Lexipol has some training that they can help on that too, but there's others too, and it's worth looking into to get all that information because sometimes, you know, a ransomware gets defeated by the investigators, and it's good to learn how that can happen because then you can help that. But one of the, you know, it's just really good to fix up your your storage security, and when it's on storage, it might not be accessible by the ransomware people. You know, it might be up in a cloud or something like that. And uh, it's always good to determine if there's amount of ransom that could be comfortable paying. You know, the FBI is involved in a case. They will give you some options. I mean, what's going on and all that. But they're not going to say, they're not going to always recommend that you should pay it, but they'll give you all the options that are available and then leave it up to you to decide the best step for you. 
But, you know, it's good to determine maybe meetings every once in a while if there is an amount of ransom that could be comfortable paying. I'm not a big fan of saying you got to pay all these because that's not what would be recommended. But, you know, if, if the amount that's being demanded is not a extreme amount, it might save you time and money to do it that way. Unfortunately, you can't always rely on the, the ransomware criminals to, to just do the right thing after they get paid. But, but it's something, you know, you might have to have strategy meetings every once in a while just to determine what's the best amount that could be comfortable for you to be paying. And, uh, and then, you know, also, it also should be discussed on whether or not your community or the rest of the media should be told about either a payment that is made or what has happened. Because that, that will get in the way. And uh, you got to make sure that all your training policies and all your securities and all that need to be updated. If you ever see on, on the Internet or anything about things that have happened to other towns and cities, things like that, it's always good to think about, you know, maybe you got to upgrade this. You might have to fix that. And there are a lot of experts that are out there that can help you to do that. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you don't want to have to spend a lot of money having somebody come in to fix you up. But sometimes that security is very important. So you have to be very aggressive at looking at things and keeping updated on what's going on. You know, when these ransomwares first started, most people didn't have any idea how bad it could be if they didn't make the payment. There were some that go back, this is, you know, more than five years ago, longer than that. But, you know, they'd get these requests for money, and sometimes they deleted the request because they didn't think it was real, and then they didn't pay anything, and they lost their uh, files. So you have to be very careful about following that. And uh, there aren't really, I mean, sometimes you have to make the payment to save what you have. And uh, unfortunately, that is something that's had to be done, and some of these ransomware groups can keep pushing on others you know if they get paid by you then they'll go to somebody else so you have to really just try to stay updated and best you can on your security because that's the most important thing thank you for tuning in to prima's national Cybersecurity awareness month podcast series should you have any questions regarding this podcast or any podcast in this series please email education at primacentral.org to learn more about Prima's educational resources, please visit primacentral.org. Thanks again.